Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Megan Lynch and Adam Francis from TE Connectivity. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, I'm excited to have you guys on the show. Um, Megan, when you kind of originally connected online, I thought what you guys were doing at kind of TE was kind of really innovative and really kind of impressive for kind of recruiting millennials and kind of just even just in general how you guys run the company kind of on a global scale. But maybe before we kind of get into exactly what TE is and what you guys do, let's maybe get to know each one of you a little bit better. So Megan, do you maybe want to start off with kind of giving a a bit of a background on yourself? Sure. I'm originally from Randolph, New Jersey, and I graduated from Susquehanna University in 2014 majoring in public relations and business administration. And from there, I began my career journey at TE. And I've been there ever since. So it's been an awesome three years. Great. And Adam? Yes. So I actually grew up moving up and down the East Coast. So most of my time spent in the Southeast, but ended up uh, in high school in New Jersey. So I went to college at Lehigh University in Pennsylvania, graduated in 2013 with a uh, graduate excuse me, I graduated with a bachelor's in material science and engineering in 2013 and have been with TE ever since graduating from there as well. Oh, very cool. So that's interesting. Okay, so Adam, what exactly is TE and what do you guys kind of do? Sure. Yeah, so TE is actually uh, commonly, we like to refer to it as the, the largest company that a lot of people have never heard of. Sure. So we have about we have about 75,000 employees around the world wow. and we serve several markets and those markets are really uh, identified by our business units and so with our business units we we go to our customers and and what we actually make are connectors cables and sensors for several different applications it's pretty interesting that although many people have not heard of us most people use our products every day uh, because we do or we are in so many different industries and so many different products um, we're really driving a lot of technology that is becoming new to at your fingertips uh, so it's a pretty exciting time, and it's exciting to see the different products that we continue to drive uh, throughout the industries. Sure. So can you give me some examples of products that maybe people use every day that they would have no idea are TE products? Sure. So uh, I'm with our automotive division, and one of our products, as an example, is actually a safety device that sits in your car. And when an airbag deploys, the airbag has different physical properties, depending on who's sitting in the car. Um, Your position, your weight, all of that information uh, is then communicated to the airbag as to how to deploy and when to deploy, depending on how fast a car may be going when it does deploy, uh, because that different force uh, could have different interaction with the particular person. So a 200-pound man and a 100-pound woman will have different forces hitting them in the airbag to save safely protect them from hitting the dash or the steering wheel. So that's that sensor and that system that identifies the person is then sending that information throughout the vehicle as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah, like super important, right? Obviously. Right, exactly. A lot of our products are, are in uh, can't-fail situations. So 
um, when we're making them and, and they really sit in harsh environments as well. And, and by harsh environments, I mean that we're not plugging something in and it's staying there. While it's plugged in, it may be a lot of vibration. There may be some dirt or a different corrosion that may be trying to impact that signal. And in that situation, because it is so important in several of our other applications, um, we really need to make sure that they aren't failing and, and that they're successful uh, at any time that they are needed. Sure. So for people that maybe have never heard of TE, what other kind of industries are you guys kind of in if they're looking for maybe a career at TE? So I mentioned our business units before serving several different industries, and I mentioned that I'm with our automotive group. Yeah. We have three different segments, and within the transportation solutions group, not only is there automotive, but there's also industrial and commercial transportation, so dealing with larger equipment. Okay. Um, There's also sensor solutions, which is a a fairly new addition to TE that's really taking over a lot of different industries. Um, We also have our industrial solutions segment, so they cover medical, uh, industrial solutions, energy, and also aerospace defense and marine uh, situations. And then finally, our communication solutions segment, which covers appliances and our, our final business unit, data and devices. Uh, also, we have, in addition to that, a uh, business unit that's focused on subsea communications, too. So um, a lot of different industries, a lot of different customers, a lot of different products. So there's really a lot of opportunity, and, and depending on what market you want to be in, you can really be able to be on the forefront of that impact with the technology that we're continuously developing. Sure. And you mentioned you guys kind of have global offices is there kind of like just do you want to maybe name some some big countries that you guys are in? Sure. So uh, obviously we're in the United States, but then also we have a very heavy presence in Mexico and Brazil. Those are okay. are really our larger countries within the Americas. And then when we when we start heading east, um, we're in several different countries in Europe with different manufacturing uh, locations, different offices. Uh, we do have some lo- uh, a location in Africa as well. Oh, very cool. Um, and then. There's- as we continue to move even further east, we're in India, uh, China, Thailand, uh, we're in Japan. So it's it's really a when we say global company, it's really it's hard to find a somewhere where it's daytime and someone isn't on a TE employee isn't there too. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to be able to see how as the clock spins, you know, there's always something that can be accomplished, some some other work that's being done somewhere on the other part of the globe. No, that that's great. So. Question for you then, Megan. What exactly is your role at TE? So I work in, and I've, I'm recently new to this new role. Okay. Um, I work in employment marketing on our global talent acquisition team. Okay. Um, so I'm five months in, and okay. I am loving every second of it. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> uh, and yeah, essentially, we're we're looking to attract and engage the world's best talent. Um, so our projects are very data-driven, dynamic, and consist consist of intelligent, you know, digital marketing-type strategies. Sure. No, that's great. And I think one of the things that really appealed to me about having you guys and TE on the show is you guys are spending a lot of time and effort to actually recruit and kind of bring in millennials and other people across kind of all different kind of age ranges to into kind of a company. But I think you guys are obviously a global company like we just talked about, but you guys kind of, I think, are very much innovative in the way you guys kind of try to recruit younger people in and then kind of 
also kind of move people around throughout, you know, maybe different areas or different geographical locations, just so, you know, they can maybe try things or, or learn new things or understand where other people that they're working with come from. Do you guys maybe want to elaborate a little bit more on kind of that and give kind of a better overview of exactly kind of how you guys are doing that kind of, you know, innovative kind of modern kind of big global company? Sure. Yeah. So it's really an amazing opportunity um, that millennials have. One of the, one of the big things is our rotational programs. Um, and it allows us to look into different facets of the way TE operates. So rotating around different industries, getting to work with different business leaders. Um, it's a really rewarding program for us. And so for, for me in particular, I worked in a distri- distribution channel customer care, and I applied for a rotational program internally. And I know they each vary, so I know Adam will have a different perspective on his. Sure. Um, but depending on the function of the, the business, it's a 15-week, or mine was a 15-week series of rotations. And it's, it's really interesting how you can apply your previous experiences and learnings to each role you know, as they might be new and fresh, but there's always the internal resources and programs you can leverage across different roles. Sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And Adam, do you maybe want to talk about your experience with the program? Sure. So the program that I was in was a supply chain rotation program. And I mentioned earlier, I have an engineering degree, but I'm in supply chain now. And, and I was able to get in supply chain with some of the classes that I had taken in school, but when I got into the rotation program, that's really where I was able to take take the day-to-day learnings and really be able to push it even further. Um, so the two-year program had four different jobs, each lasting six months. And within those rotations, we had uh, the ability to move as well. So I've spent one year in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, uh, doing procurement roles at a corporate level and then within one of our business units. Um, six months that I was in Berlin uh, where we had a had a finance rotation and then finally I did a rotation down in Amarillo, Mexico which is south of Arizona uh, helping launch a new plant facility there too so um, getting a lot of different experiences and and seeing different depths and levels of the company was really a great experience from a especially just entering a company a company that can seem pretty large to people from the outside sure I, I think the interesting thing, and and me personally, I think one of the best things that I ever did was kind of just travel when I was younger, right? And I think, I, I think part of the scary part, at least from my perspective and people that I've known, the reason a lot of people don't do it is because they don't have a job to go to. And I think the thing that was really kind of interesting to me about kind of TE when Megan first kind of her and I started talking was, you know, you guys could basically send people globally, like, and it sounds like, you know, Adam, you've had that experience, right? And I think it almost like the destination might not necessarily matter, but just kind of moving away for a, you know, period of time, even if it's just for like a month and just experiencing something new in a different culture, I think is very beneficial for not only the company, but I think like personal and individual growth. So, so, yeah, no, no, that's great. So I'm kind of curious to know, Megan, like, obviously, you're you're a bit younger than kind of myself and and whatnot. I'm I'm curious to know, as as kind of of a millennial, 
how that, I guess, like, do you kind of agree with that statement or, or how does kind of being able to kind of move around and, and kind of work in different things really kind of appeal to you and, and get you kind of excited about coming to work every day? Yeah, I know that's, that's a great question. So the opportunity to travel, like you said, is huge. And it, it's not just, you know, in sales, meet, it was meeting customers. But in my current role, we're attending conferences. Um, we're going to, you know, around the world for developing development opportunities and training. Um, so there's, there's a, a lot of things that motivate us. I think it's interesting. If you, if you look at the different generations, people say, you know, boomers, live to work, Xers work to live, and millennials live and then work. And for that reason, you know, the, the work-life balance vision, you know, m- millennials can be mis- misconstrued sometimes and seen as lazy and unmotivated. But really, we're just motivated by different types of things. Um, and, you know, I personally feel that, you know, flexibility to work from home is a great, um, it's great for the modern workplace. Um, our, our employee resource groups, mentor programs, but like you said, global reach. So jumping on a telepresence with employees around the world and just the fact that we're an innovative technology leader. So we're being, you know, we can be part of something larger than ourselves um, and look at, look to the future of technology. Sure. I, I think the other thing that's interesting too, that I've found, and it sounds like you have the same experience is you guys get to interact with people, maybe like obviously across North America, but in other countries. And when you're having these conversations about a new product idea or, or thought, at least one of the best experience I ever had was when I was in a room with a bunch of other designers from kind of different parts of the world, and we had to present designs every week, and we had to go around and say, you know, this means this in the country that I'm from, and this means this to me, and that means that to me. And and that always like was so interesting to me to just get other people's opinions from different countries on on the same kind of product or design or, or whatever it is. And and that to me was always kind of fascinating. And, and the example that I always go to is like you take the American flag, like red, white and blue. Obviously, in North America, people are like, oh, that's America. But if you go to like parts of Europe, they might be like, that's the like the color of the French flag. Right. And you're like oh, I never would have kind of thought that. I always thought like red, white, and blue to everybody on the planet would probably be American. Whereas like in certain parts of the world, they would probably go to like the French flag over the American flag. And I always thought that was kind of interesting. And so I I think like just having the ability, kind of whatever age you are, to be able to kind of have these conversations with people from kind of different parts of the world is can be very educational in itself. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's important for employers to recognize that, you know, TE recognizes that, you know, it's that generates appeal and to attract and retain employees. Sure. So, you know, that, that's the manpower and planning. No, I, I 100% agree. So, Adam, you're the young professionals. What exactly is the young professionals employee resource group at TE? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, as we are a very large company. Um, you alluded to some of the benefits. You know, you get to see a lot of different aspects, a uh, little, lot of different opinions for people that are from different parts of the parts of the country, uh, or parts of the world, or parts. So you get to see um, how does everyone think, and we kind of take that and take it to a next level. We as in PE with the uh, employee resource groups. So we have several different employee resource groups that are there to help. Um, 
foster different communication, foster learning of different people. So uh, I'm the chair of the TE Young Professionals Group, which has a obviously mainly a focus on young professionals, those that are entering the workforce and the millennial population. But it's not limited to only millennials. The, the, the purpose is to be able to speak about millennials and, and the young professionals. So as we are working day to day with managers or directors, presidents that are uh, that are older than us or from a different generation, grew up seeing different things, have different experiences. Young professionals have different experiences and different values to add to, you know, within the within the technical world. So we have some different um, programs that we have to help foster that that information, that learning. So, um, you know, with the young professionals group as it's grown over the past year and a half, what we really aim to do is to be able to again foster those communications across the globe too. Um, you know, you mentioned the uh, speaking about different designs. One of the programs that we just hosted a couple of months ago was a global view of networking. Oh, interesting. How do I network in the United States versus how do I network in Germany versus how do I up, uh, network in Morocco and learning the different customs, learning what's appropriate to speak about when you're trying to meet someone and make a good impression. So, um, you know, it's, it's really not only do we have that movement location of location, but for those that aren't moving or want to stay where they are, they still have access to a lot of different resources to learn about the different cultures and learn about different people that they may never meet face to face, but at least they'll have a, be able to make a connection with them as well. Sure. And, and Megan, how's, what's your involvement with the Young Professionals uh, group? So I, I joined TE Young Professionals within the Professional Development Pillar Okay. as a chapter co-lead. Um, and a lot of the projects around, you know, spearheading initiatives and, and events pertaining to growing and developing your career through networking opportunities and executive presence. And that's exactly what it was. But, you know, as I got more deep into it, I learned that there's so much more value to what these organizations provide. And, you know, the shortest way, I guess, to explain that is it's the sense of community you feel in relation to others who might even be going through similar work challenges. You know, sometimes you find, you know, an unexpected overlap with others in their typical, like, day-to-day work activities. And I've witnessed that, you know, going for happy hours after a session and coming up with a solution to, like, a business challenge or need. Um, You know, we might have two electric electrical engineers that work in different industries, but put their heads together and, you know, we have a whole new solution. So those types of things um, that I really think are most valuable um, to it. And, you know, also trips, the opportunity to go on. um, I just went on a recent trip to our TU SOCOM division, visiting one of our 150-meter vessels docked in Baltimore, packed full of, like, undersea communication cable systems and fiber optic technology, which is a really neat experience. Um, we toured the vessel. We learned how he's leading the industry in subsea cable installation repair. We met the captain. Um, and it's just, you know, the, the opportunity to view the products in a cool and interactive way, which is attractive to an attractive feature to millennials because millennials want to be part of something bigger. Um, and that's the de- definition of TE. Our products are within these large applications and technologies that are changing, you know, the world. Sure. No, I, I think that's that's really great and kind of, and kind of fascinating. So I'm curious to know, how are you guys kind of going about 
kind of recruiting people to come work for, for TE? Because you kind of mentioned earlier that a lot of people haven't maybe heard of TE, but they use them every day. And so how are you guys kind of using, you know, your kind of either one of your roles to kind of bring in new people and kind of keep it fresh and, and make sure that, you know, people have actually applied to come work for you guys. Well, yeah, I I can talk to that working um, within our global talent acquisition team. You know, we, we try to stay close to the social trend. So what is resonating, you know, with the candidates, where are the places they're talking about, you know, how can we leverage SEO as, as much as possible? And also, how do we, you know, not only build relationships, but nurture them. So, you know, looking into nurture, nurture programs to continue building out our talent communities, continuing the life cycle. Um, we also, we manage our media relations and, you know, fully utilizing our, our job boards. And, you know, one of the interesting things that, you know, being new new to my role that I've, I've recognized is a, a value to employees is, developing team collaboration sessions, you know, internal strategies for our team to challenge each other, um, you know, and, and they're really just continuous improvement type projects. Sure. And Adam, do you have anything to add to that? Yes. Yeah. I think that with, you know, we just spoke about the young professionals group and, and not only did Megan talk about how we're reaching out and we're trying to uh, attract different uh, millennials, people coming out of university, um, we also, we TE, sometimes need to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, how do we make ourselves more attractive? And something that we've done with the Young Professionals Group is now that we have this large membership base and we, we have this plethora of information and opinions that we can use to really change how TE operates. Uh, last year, we sent out a survey to say, you know, what is important to you? What are some of the main topics that you want us to be able to speak for you? Not only are, is the Young Professionals Employee Resource Group an opportunity to foster different communications and, and how we're going to learn and how we're going to meet different people, it's also how you know, different information that we can send back to our leadership teams, um, our, our TE's leadership teams. We want to see this change. We believe that this is something that, if implemented, will give us a strategic advantage as a company when recruiting millennials or people coming out of university as well. So I think that not only is there a combination of uh, making sure we're reaching out, but also changing how we operate day to day and, and becoming more flexible, which I think is more uh, more geared towards a millennial uh, population and millennial attitude, um, that'll really give us an advantage when going out and trying to say, you know, TE, this is why you want to work for us rather than uh, rather than some of the other options that may be on the table. Sure. No, that, that makes sense. Anything else to add to that, Megan? Or? Yeah. Um, so an, another big focus is inclusion and diversity. And actually, this is the perfect timing for it. We're dedicating the entire month of May to IND to celebrate the power of our inclusive workforce. And what that means is, you know, making sure that employees feel included, valued, respected. And in doing that, you know, it helps to, you know, build or foster our innovation. Um, all, you know, all the, all the types of IND efforts that we look to. Um, so a lot of it, it goes along with, you know, the ERGs, our employee resource group, but, you know, we also have a big emphasis on STEM education, which is, you know, commitment to all education levels to help inspire student engineers to gain confidence in their skills and just recognize, you know, their, their interests in STEM-related fields. 
Um, just to take a step back, STEM is uh, refers to science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. No, that's that's great. I I think that's that's super important, and it seems to be a lot a lot more companies are really starting to to care and make a huge effort to actually like put that out there and and bring people in more and kind of promote that and and try to to do that. So I I love that. I I think that's great. But you guys also spend a lot of time mentoring. Do you guys maybe want to cover what exactly, how do you guys kind of do your mentoring? I think it's kind of different than a lot of companies. And Megan, do you maybe want to start off with that? Yeah, sure. I can start. Um, So we we have reverse mentoring programs offered at PE, and they allow millennials to learn about you know, what it means to be a true contributor to TE and advice on or advice for career development straight from our leaders. Um, but then the reverse part of it is uh, that we help, you know, our millennial generations help to share some of our digital knowledge on internal tools back to those leaders. So it's really just a win-win for both our generations sure. based on, you know, our type of strengths and competencies. Sure. Adam, any, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think that you know, the environment that when we walk into TE every day is I don't feel a direct intimidation from someone that's a leader, someone that's uh, an executive within the company. Obviously, I have an immense amount of respect for them. But I also feel that I can go and approach them and say, you know, this is the current situation I'm facing. How do I, how do I act upon it? What should I do? What have you done in situations similar to this? So, so that mentorship, you know, there may there sometimes are formal mentorships. There's sometimes kind of a you know, we connect when we can. Um, that opportunity is is constantly there, and I think that that really speaks towards the leadership of the company and, and the environment that we really are able to work in because we don't feel that hesitation when I say I have a particular problem, whether it's with my current role or whether it's, it's with the young professionals group, um, to be able to go and say how would you act upon this within the situation. Uh, and, and that's really a, a really good learning opportunity there too. No, I, I think that's great. And, and I love that. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious to get both of your guys' thoughts on something that I think a lot of big companies or even small companies that uh, struggle with is obviously even the three of us are in totally different geographic locations. How do you guys or what have you guys found to work really well for you guys, maybe on the tool side or not the tool side, to actually have conversations or, you know, use kind of technology to communicate with people kind of globally? Have you found email works really well, uh, video chat, a combination of both? Is there anything that either one of you have really found that works that you could almost give advice to anybody that's kind of looking to work with people in different geographical locations? Megan, do you maybe want to start out with that? Yeah, sure. Oh, I think it's really important if you can get that face-to-face interaction, you know, because we have the opportunity to travel, when we are traveling, you know, finding that time to meet with those individuals or, you know, telepresence, you know, just sitting in, in it on a telepresence room, uh, and still getting the face-to-face, even though they'll be miles apart. Um, so those have been, you know, I think the biggest, you know, impact for me is, is finding the time and, and setting that time up to make sure that you can get that type of interaction. Um, but 
you know, we're, we have so many different options, which is the good thing. And, you know, we have OneNote and OneDrive where we can share content and collaborate constantly, um, you know, at our fingertips. Sure. Adam, any thoughts? Yeah, I think that Megan really touched on it well with just the technology that we have definitely helps that fostering of a, of a relationship. Um, couldn't agree more that the face-to-face -face interaction, whether it's once or, or several times, really helps the bar and make that, uh, make that connection. But when we use the technology that we have, you know, the, the millennial population grew up with AOL Instant Messenger. Sure, yeah. And now that AOL <laughs> Messenger has become Skype for business. And, you know, once you have that connection, it's fairly easy to really be able to continue that connection, continue that discussion. Um, and then over time, making sure that you're using that technology, whether it's telepresence, Skype, or, or email, uh, to continue to push that relationship and make sure that it's, it's still there. Because um, you never know when you'll need that relationship, whether it's in a week or in a year, uh, because there's always situations that you may not know what to do, and you can really take advantage of other people's experience, too. You meet somebody face-to-face, -face, and in either one of your guys' experience, should you kind of try to meet face-to-face, -face, like maybe somebody that you, you deal with maybe on a daily or weekly basis? Not I get not everybody, but would you say that quarterly is enough, a couple times a year is enough, once a year, or does it really not matter? You know, honestly, I feel like I am always working so closely. It, it feels like they're next to me. It, it really doesn't matter. You okay. know? And I think the communication that we have is so strong that, you know, we don't have that barrier as much. Um, we're in constant communication. We find the best ways to work with each other individually or, you know, just the types of ways that work best for us together. You know, how do we best collaborate? Sure. So, you know, to me, honestly, I don't think it would really matter. Okay. Adam? Yeah, I think that obviously there sometimes are limitations just based off of schedules or ability to travel. Um, so in a perfect world, I think at least that once face-to-face uh, -face meeting is really imperative. And, and it's not a make-or-break deal, but it, it really does help. Um, as long as you continue to work with that person, similar to Megan, it feels like you're sitting right next to him, and you know that personal connection already. And I think that one next step, though, that will help is help that connection and continue to uh, know more people, whether it's that initial relationship you make or a, uh, a colleague of that relationship that you made previously. Um, if you can push to go and travel and go see people, uh, because things change. You know, their working environment may change. What they're working on may change. You, you can then go and continue to learn more about that person, too. So I think the more opportunities that you have, I think you should go for it. But uh, it's, not, it's not going to limit you from being able to continue to work alongside with someone, especially with the kind of technology that we have available today. Sure. No, I, I totally agree. That, that makes a lot of sense. Do you guys kind of have like a annual or, or conference that is maybe by geographic location where a bunch of you go like once or twice yearly or do you guys do anything like that at TE? Yeah, it really happens at different levels. Uh, so when I was in the rotation program, what they would do every six months was rotation week. And they bring in all the rotation associates from the United States and Mexico to be able to meet together. One is create a networking opportunity. Uh, we're also there for training as well, so developing ourselves, and then, and then finally reviewing what we've done. So giving a presentation on 
this is my assignment, this is what I was able to accomplish, and this is the impact that I had. That really not only yeah, helped foster a lot of friendships that I have today, but then also look to see what is everyone else working on? What is that different business unit doing? So that, that was from a entry into the workforce. That's an opportunity that we had there. Obviously, there's different sales conferences and, and functional conferences that several different business units will hold. Uh, then at a leadership level, we, we have what is called the Global Leadership Meeting. Uh, so that is a, uh, a leadership meeting where all of the different re several representatives from each of the business units go and meet in one different location somewhere in the world uh, to really talk about this is what our strategy is. These are some of the techniques that we're using, whether it's from a development perspective or a uh, market disruption perspective, really being able to compare notes and compare across different business units because although we are one TE, a lot of the time, because we're in different industries, we do stuff differently just by nature. Um, so it's interesting to be able to see that not only at an entry level, but then at a, uh, at a leadership level, there are those opportunities to pause, go and meet with different colleagues, your, your different uh, potentially mentors, and, and really be able to see how, how can we use how another tool or how is another business unit operating and how can I bring that back to where I do, uh, where I work today. Sure. No, I, I think that's great. And Megan, do you have any thoughts or experiences with any of that? Yeah, I think I think it's interesting that, you know, you have the International you know, Women's Day or you have international days that happen. And around different cultures, people are all celebrating at the same time. So it, it really makes you feel connected to the community. So, you know, hopefully if you get the chance to travel, you know, to meet with people that you work with directly, um, but also just sharing those those opportunities to celebrate something that's going on um, globally. You know, just that that global touch and feel, um, which is really really helpful um, in this organization. Sure. No, I I think that's great, and that I I love that, and I I, I think it's always interesting to meet face to face with people that you kind of work with or from other parts of the world, even if it is only for a few days at a conference or, or something. So it's cool that you guys kind of do that, that, that stuff as well. But sadly, we're coming to the end of the show. So maybe let's close with mentioning where people can get more information about TE. And if either one of you want to mention maybe a personal social networking handle or site or something that uh, people can maybe get a little bit more information about either one of you. And Megan, maybe do you want to start first? Sure. Um, so definitely starting off with te.com, um, where you can find most of our information on our industry, solutions, products, careers, um, but also going on um, or hashtagging or following our hashtag life at TE. Um, and you can find all the content that we're sharing um, we have social channels, so at TE Connectivity, um, so on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and, you know, we encourage people to just reach out whenever, you know, always finding, there's always a way to connect on our webpage to someone directly. Perfect. Um, Adam, anything to add to that? Yeah, I think that uh, along with the different social platforms that we have from TE perspective on, on LinkedIn, we really do to post not only what are we working on TE, but then also what are we doing, you know, whether it's within the community or how we're interacting or different networking events too. So those are really the best opportunities to really see and look into uh, what, do, what is TE really about. 
Perfect, guys. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you guys, and have a good rest of your day. Thank you for having us, Kevin. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. And keep playing for the future.